Welcome back to another hour of Sky Shower. I'm Noah. And I'm Jesse. This is uh, episode 140. And this evening, we uh, I think we have a great lineup, but I'm not really sure what the lineup is going to be totally yet. Uh, but uh, for this evening, uh, there will be a choice between two different scotches. One would either be the Glenfiddich 21-year Grand Reserva or the Jura Journey. And uh, from there, we'll have our shout-outs and uh, get-it-togethers, followed by our restaurant review being the Kodiak Brewery, Brewery Bar and Grill, followed up by probably one of the better, uh, smarter <laughs> challenges that we've had in a long time. I really enjoyed it. That's good. So did I. <laughs> which is... Uh, uh, getting life advice. I didn't know how to like really sum that up better than that, but it's about getting life advice. And um, before we jump into the uh, to whichever scotch that we're going to be reviewing, uh, thank you to all the people who watch us on YouTube and Rumble. We greatly appreciate all of you, and to all the listeners who listen to us on any of the many podcast platforms we are on. We also appreciate you as well. Please like, share, and subscribe uh, to our podcast, and leave some comments down below. And with that, let's get ready to rumble. Scotch review. All right. Well, man, remember, life is great, especially when you have choices like these when your biggest uh, unknown in the day is, which scotch are we going to taste? Talking about life is great. <laughs> uh, did you see the uh, the message I put on the Venmo uh, thing to you? Mm, uh, not like, yet. You know how they tell you like you have to put like a memo there? Oh, shit. I put life is great, <laughs> but it's not always easy. <laughs> Which is true. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> and I thought you would appreciate that. I, I do. You. Especially because um, that's one of the things I actually share as one of my, you know, words of wisdom, so to speak, is just that, like, it should be fun, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Oh, yeah. And it's not always going to be fun. Like, the harder you sweat, the more you're going to have fun when you are having fun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you know, and you can think about that from any aspect. And I'm just going to throw athletes out there, man. You win a championship, you know, it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't easy. But you know, they have at the end of the day, they have fun. They're all celebrating, especially you know, even if they don't win the championship, you probably had some fun. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, as mentioned last week, we're going to flip this Eisenhower silver dollar. Heads, it's the Glenfiddich. Tails, it's the Jura Journey. Both of these scotches, one with a journey in its name, the other one with its own description and their uh, way of presenting it is a journey as well. All right. Here we go. We're going to go for the toss. Tails, damn it. <laughs> what does that mean, journey? Sure, a journey. Well, two weeks from now, well, you know, should we just, we're gonna we're gonna do a second toss. Maybe there was some confusion. <laughs> damn, tails again. It's journey, man. I think <laughs> best, of, best of five. <laughs> <laughs> if you just want to do the grand reserve, just do the grand reserve. <laughs> but honestly, I think the jury uh Jury journey actually kind of goes well with our smart Right, right, we've got one heads. Okay. Two more. We're going to go best of five. Best of five here. Eh, fuck, it's tails. 
All right. That's the universe telling us it's not ready. Yeah, it's not ready. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't want to go for that. Uh, All right. So 140, the Jura journey. Uh, This particular scotch, well, we've talked about this before. You can always visit tons of their information um, from our previous episodes where we did the Jura 10-year, the Jura 12-year. They've got a wide selection, a little brief history about the Jura distillery on the Isle of Distillery. And they call it the Island of One because they have one distillery, one hotel, one convenience or grocery store. Um, Less than 100 inhabitants actually reside on the island. Um, The distillery was founded by Laird of Jura, Archibald, to Campbell in 1810. So this is a pretty old one. The distillery fell into a disrepair, but was restored in 1884. Uh, around 1900, no exact date, it was again in disuse and dismantled in the 1950s. So this is one of those weird instances where this thing went from right around uh, 1900 to 18, 1950, 50 years after it had been dismantled to a local state owners robin fletcher and tony riley smith uh, who were keen to revive the local economy had the distillery rebuilt and expanded by the architects lothian berkeley and harvest and boys with input from the whiskey and distillery expert william del evans the work was completed in 1963 so they took some years to do that and included the installation of taller stills allowing the distillery to create a mix of malts um the you know the the jury journey is going to be as they call it a refined balance of rich fruit and gentle smoky notes from maturation in american white oak and ex-bourbon barrels anything you want to throw in there before we open this Next expression. Uh, yeah, I think I have some uh, tour notes here, maybe, that you gave me. <laughs> All right, so uh, it does say here that uh, they do have some tours, which one is called uh, Book Your Spot on Jura Distillery Tour. Um, our distillery tour, tours do fill up very quickly, they say here. So it's always recommended that you want to book in advance uh, uh, to make an online booking. Uh, as really as possible. They have uh, daily facility tours that are 10 a.m. or at 12 p.m. noon, uh, which is approximate, well, which is $15 uh, Great British pounds. So you're probably talking roughly right around $18. Uh, I would think it's about 45 minutes to an hour long. And uh, you take a tour of their still house, uh, filling store, and warehouse to learn why Jura is more than just whiskey. And uh, there's two drams chosen for your tour. Uh, by your tour guide uh, that you get to try as well. Then they got the uh, Jura Whiskey Distillery Exclusives Tour, which is at 2 p.m. daily, roughly $50, uh, roughly, uh, sorry, it's $50 Great British Pound, so that's going to be roughly like right around, I'm going to say like right around $55, $54, uh, this is a This is a very special chance to taste Jura Whiskey directly from some of our oldest casks, and you join them to taste one of their limited uh, one of their limited releases with three single cast distillery exclusives 
it's about, it is about an hour and a half tour. That right there is already better than the first tour. You get, uh, four, you get four grand as opposed to two. Yeah. Who uh, needs one or two dreams when you can have four? Right? <laughs> uh, and they do say here that uh, things to note, uh, when it comes to their tours, they can only do 10 people per tour. This is why it's important for you to book early uh, if you know you're going to be going to Europe. Um, and they also, uh, children, uh, they have to be at least eight years old. So uh, you don't want to bring your, your super youngins with you to this uh, tasting tour. And, uh, yeah, that's about it on the, on the tours there. All right. Well, we do like to always mention the water source. Their water source is the Lok Bailey. And uh, they do have two wash stills, two spirit stills with a capacity of 2.5 million liters per year. Uh, we talked a little bit briefly just moments ago about how it was reinvigorated, reopened ultimately re-established after it had been dismantled uh, right around 1900 in the 50s into the 60s. And during that period of time, James Ferguson and Sons um, no longer held the, the reins, so to speak. They lost ownership in 1901, had no real ownership until 1960, where Scottish Newcastle Breweries um, were the owners from 1960 to 1985. Then in Verigodon Distillers, owned it for a decade after that from 85 until 95 white and mckay from 95 to 2014 and then most recently emperador distillers incorporated um, who's owned it from 2014 to present um, is now the current owner but one of the things that i do think is very impressive about this distillery is for their short life they have quite a variety and selection of scotches. So as we're tasting this evening, is the Jura Journey. So this one goes uh, right around for the $65 price point. Then they have a Jura Pale Ale Cask, a Jura Bourbon Cask, the 10-year-old, which we have tried, the 12-year-old, which we've also tried. Then they have a 12-year-old sherry cask, a 14-year-old American rye cask, a 15-year-old sherry cask, an 18-year-old, a 21-year-old Tide, a Jura Winter Edition, Jura Wed Red Wine Cask Edition, Jura French Oak, Jura Rum Cask Finish, uh, seven wood Jura Islanders expressions number one, as well as Jura Islander expressions number two. Uh, the sound, the road, uh, the bay, the loch, uh, the paps, age 21 years, and then you get to their real older. Uh, versions the distiller cask their 1993 age statement a 1950 a 1975 a 1989 or, or sorry that was uh, i said 1950 that's a 1990 as we go back in time so to speak and then they had um the jura 20 year old the 1988 the one two um, these 
you know, these scotches, that's quite a selection for a distillery that is uh, putting out a wide variety of options here. So, you know, part of that could be they're trying to turn it into a craft beer more than a distillery. Who knows? But that is quite an impressive load as she said uh, <laughs> so the canister itself all the same i have not seen uh, in person although they do have versions that apparently come in much nicer containers anything other than this printer uh, you know current packaging and also body or bottle shape and the purpose they say for that was to uh, reduce damage and loss in shipping somehow this bottle maybe because the sailors are all holding them drinking them who knows um, reduced the chance of damage during shipping the foil is actually a foil it's not a plastic wrap i like that they do have the jura island topography across the foil tears nicely for the jura journey once that is removed uh, it is a plastic top ding dong the witches the wicked witch the wicked witch all right and then beyond that tight seal but a pressed cork strike number 25 <laughs> all right well i guess it's time for our tasting notes and uh onto our warp speed so, all right cheers, cheers. The Jura Journey here, the Island of One. Uh, we actually have some great expressions from them before, which is the uh, the Seven Wood and the Ten Year. Uh, however, with the Journey here, um, as I was mentioning before when I was on mute, uh, is that uh, I was expecting that this would be this expression here would give you a journey from from the nose to the front palate, mid palate, and to the back palate, and the and a nice lingering finish, and having a nice journey throughout that whole flow of uh, of the tasting palette however uh the only journey i felt like i got with this particular uh expression from jura was uh getting into a vehicle for the first time and learning how to drive in a circle in a cul-de-sac uh i just felt like i was going around in a circle and the way you you distribute it uh demonstrated that me, before <laughs> was me, pretty <laughs> So, uh, to dive into it, uh, actually, I did like the uh, the color. Well, I'll, I'll far, first, I'll start off with the package here. I'm sorry. Uh, I like the color gold there on the packaging. It's a nice package on the outside. At least they have a canister. That's totally a plus. Uh, they use foil, which is also a plus. Uh, where they lose it, they're doing so good up until this point, is they lose it with the plastic top and pressed cork. Um, even the bottle doesn't really offend me, but that's because I actually am used to like how Jura does their bottles now, <laughs> but typically I like the more rounder, rounder or traditional type of like scotch bottles, but, um, it's not, uh, since I know what to expect from them stuff like that, it's not like that big of a deal, but honestly the, it is kind of a knock on how it's the bottles is designed i know it's supposed to keep from breakage but when you have the plastic top and the pressed cork i cannot give this a five i have to give this no higher than a four and a part of me wants to give it a three but i'm gonna stick it out with a four 
Um, the color here. Now I'm actually going to go to the color. Um, I put it as a uh, honey orange golden color. One could even say maybe it's like a on the lighter side of an amber gold color. Uh, I actually like the coloring of this. I think it's a nice color. Uh, I did still give the coloring a five out of five. And unless you, unless I can almost say though, uh, unless a uh, scotch company does something like really dumb with their with their scotch, most of the time they're probably gonna get a five out of five from me here anyway. So uh, that's not like a huge huge deal there. Now the aroma or the the nose, if you will. Um, I can when I first started uh, when I first smelled it, I definitely got the banana and the vanilla flavor tones to it. But there was a uh, another odor there that I could not odor <laughs> odor no I don't know what do you want to call it scent that I could not place to I think begin with appropriate uh, and I could not place it right away but as it opened up and I you know I put it a little bit I uh, poured a little bit into my hands to kind of warm it up to see if I couldn't get that uh, that additional scent and it came out to be more of like an oaky coconut scent so basically the nose is vanilla with banana and an oaky coconut and it wasn't that the coconut was off-putting or anything like that but it was abnormal not something i was expecting uh and i actually gave the aroma a 25 out of 30 points um as far as the palette um first of all i'm gonna say with but this scotch here, it's very light bodied. It doesn't it almost has like almost no body to me. It's almost like if I'm drinking, like the body itself is like if I was drinking water. Like it does, it's not heavy. It doesn't sit. Doesn't really coat or cream uh, or coat my mouth with creaminess or anything really all that well. Um, and uh, what I do get is some vanilla with banana, and it almost kind of reminds me of a vanilla wafer, if you will. Uh, and, uh, it also has, so it's like, I basically the way I would sum it up is that it's a vanilla wafer with hints of citrus and banana. Uh, but it wasn't like, like I said, super light bodied. Um, and I wasn't super impressed with this, uh, with the, uh, with the palette. So I gave that 25 out of 30 as well. And the finish to me was very short. Like uh, the actual flavor profile of the finish was short. It ended very abruptly, uh, but it had a spiciness. So like after you go through like that vanilla wafer type of flavor in the front to mid palate and you start going to the back palate and into the finish, there was a spiciness that you get from the cinnamon. And then that, that kind of burst of flavor, it just like actually just like stops right away. And then you get a very light lingering pear flavor. Uh, or, you know, taste in your mouth. And um, it's not that the pear flavoring wasn't all that bad. It was actually kind of nice to have that. Mm -hmm. But it was just really short and very, uh, I don't know. It didn't really stick. Nothing on it really stuck out on the finish. So I gave that, that was like my least favorite part of the of the tasting profile here. And I gave that a 24 out of 30. So a grand total of 83, uh, 83 points out of uh, 100. Would I take this to a uh, black tie affair? Hell no. <laughs> Definitely not. No way. Uh, <laughs> if my choice is I had to bring a, if I had to bring a, if I had to go, if I was like ordered to go to a black tie affair and I had to bring a scotch and the only scotch I could bring is this one, I'd call in saying I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick. I can't make it. 
because I'm not going to show up at this bottle. Uh, when I take it to <laughs> when I take it to uh, game night, if I'm playing poker or something, <laughs> poker or uh, playing, you know, playing some kind of games with with some people who I maybe don't really care that much for, I, <laughs> I would bring it because <laughs> I'm not going to bring this. I'm not going to bring the scotch to really share with my friends uh, who really enjoy scotch because I don't want them to bust my balls. So I'll probably I probably just bring it to like a bunch of a bunch of guys who don't really care all that much about scotch. Like they they'll drink scotch, but they have like no palate for scotch. Um, but I put it on my shelf. Obviously, if I'm not gonna do the other two, I'm not gonna put it on my shelf. Uh, however, even though I'm kind of being kind of harsh here, I would say though for the price point, I think you said it's roughly fifty dollars at total wine and more. Uh, you should give it a shot because maybe my tasting profile is totally wrong on this, and and maybe my maybe I'm being too harsh. So I definitely for that price point, you could definitely try it out at fifty dollars because you know that's not like super expensive as far as scotches go. Uh, so you might as well give it a shot. But overall, for me personally, I think because of the the vast amount of different scotches we've tried, I think there's other scotches that probably in the same. Uh, same price range that I'd rather go with in this one. So that's why I wouldn't really, really wouldn't put it on my shelf. All right. Well, I will just say, I don't think you're wrong at all. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. So for me, presentation, I agree with you. Actually, th this gave me such hope. The canister and his color, I'm like, this could be golden. I love and the golden color on it. It's, it's a great color. It is. Um, the bottle is the Jura bottle. The plastic top makes me limp. The pressed wood cork kills my drive. Um, still gave it a four as well. Presentation, because it's not terrible. It's just not great. Don't know what else to say. Right there with you. The color was a five for me. Uh, the color was another thing that gave me high hopes. I'm like, all right, this is... This this ex-American uh, bourbon and virgin white oak barrel aged scotch might have a chance. Not so great. So on the nose, I like that virgin now. No, like four for presentation, <laughs> five for color. But the palette, the palette has this very mild for me uh, banana cream pie hint. And that was kind of exciting, but then that's followed with like muted cinnamon and nutmeg and maybe young oak, young white oak. Um, the best part of the nose is right at the end, there is this unripe pear. Like everything here isn't ripe. It's not ready except for the banana cream pie. Uh, so for the palate from or the the scent the nose for me twenty four the palate much like the nose again banana cream pie that I kind of dug hint mild hint of cinnamon which did add that little bit of spiciness um, and again a little bit of a pear followed the nose quite closely again though. Nothing sexy. 24. Um, 24 on the palate. 24 on the nose. The finish. I agree with you. Short. I'm not going to drag my tasting out. Short. Coconut. Hint of cocoa power, which kind of dried it out. 
again, there was like so much potential here, but all of the sense, the tastes, all muted, all short, not profound. Um, and here's the struggle is there's this hint of cocoa. And then when we think about the McAllen collection, the rich cocoa expression, God damn, that's a 10. This is a two. Um, and that's my struggle. So for me, the finish is a 24. My grand total is an 81. Um, I got no like sexiness with this scotch. I agree with you. I am not taking this to a black tie event unless they're not drinking that night and they don't know it's from me the next day. Otherwise, the canister looks great, but I don't want them associating uh, this smell, uh, this taste, uh, this finish with me. I'm not even taking it to a game night because for the price point, shit. This is crazy to say. I think I'd rather take the wee beastie and watch people gag, right? <laughs> um, it does not have a spot on the shelf, but the biggest reason for that is, and here's the truth, I'm not knocking Jura. You know, this is a little island a couple miles off the west coast of Scotland that's known for having one pub, one distillery, less than or approximately 200 residents, um, one hotel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the island of one, um, because their seven wood was great. It was a really good scotch, and their tenure wasn't bad, but this is just what the fuck. <laughs> I don't even know. So total... 81. Wow, and I thought I was being harsh. No, nah, man, this is... Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. I'm surprised I scored higher than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am too, just because of how bad this scotch is. <laughs> um, it's just not for me. And as Noah said, maybe this isn't... Like, I'm not saying don't try it. But where is it? It's not present. It's like you go on a date. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Everything I was about to say was so wrong that we are moving on. All right, next topic. <laughs> All right. It's time for our shout outs. Shout outs and get it together this week. Go together. Um, and this is for me. And ultimately, it is for both the members of the union for Ford and General Motors and also for the companies of Ford and General Motors. Man, both of you guys, like, I, I got to give these union people a shout out for having the testicular fortitude to not accept the deals at some of these plants. And um, then the get it together being like, hey, Ford and GM, these guys are telling you there is that big of a problem. And at the end of the day, I mean, the question really does arise, all the other unions, the Screen Guild, uh, the Writers Guild um, in Vegas, they're all striking deals and it's all going well. How did Ford and GM get it so wrong? And, and that's my get it together is like, really you realize, man, where is this coming from? And also consider 
you probably thought you had all the answers going into this, man. You're paying millions upon millions of dollars for lawyers, psychologists, psych, probably psychiatrists as well. But for social psychologists to tell you what is really needed to, to end this resolution, and they all got it wrong. It's not enough yet. So um, that's my uh, shout out and get it together is good job standing up for yourselves for those workers and then get it together man ford and gm figure this out because honda sales this past month up over 50 percent again um and that just continues to go up and then here we have ford losing uh you know 30 plus thousand dollars of vehicle on the, the the last half year as they continue to get where tesla is where tesla's coming out with a twenty-seven thousand dollar ev it looks like, and Ford can't produce one for 70 and make a dime. I'm saying for pretty positive this week. <laughs> I have uh, no uh, get-it-togethers I'm going to talk about, but I will talk about two uh, shout-outs. First shout-out is going to go to the CU women's basketball team for beating the number one team, LSU, and being ranked number five in the nation after a couple other wins after, after that. My second shout out is going to go to you, Jesse, because of the of the smarter challenge that you chose. This topic uh, this evening was definitely a uh, an intriguing and fun one. Once I got uh, once I saw once I actually got into it, uh, so um, but I'll probably talk. I'll expand upon that a little bit more when we get to the smarter challenge. Section. Sounds good. All right, this week's Restaurant V review off of Arapahoe Road, just west, not quite as far as Jura from Scotland, but just west of I-25 on Arapahoe Road, Kodiak Brewery Bar and Grill. <laughs> I thought you were going to stay there for uh, for a moment there, like, your friend in the brewery and bar business. <laughs> <laughs> the waitress sure thought she was just that until I let her know how I felt about my pizza. <laughs> Dude, after that, she wouldn't even look at me. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, you guys do a podcast and review restaurants. How are we doing? Great. You're like, yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you think, Noah? First of all, uh Getting there is not too bad if you're heading westbound uh, on uh, Arapahoe Road. If you're coming eastbound on Arapahoe Road, I'm not exactly sure how you're supposed to really get into that parking lot <laughs> unless you know that you have to turn a little bit earlier at where there's a stoplight. By the Safeway. Cut yeah, through past yeah. like 20 different stores and locations, including a liquor store. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I, I only experienced that on the way getting out. Yes, me too. <laughs> but the way getting in, I was heading west on Arapo, so it was like really easy peasy to get in. But they have a really small uh, parking lot. But the way getting out, or if you're coming eastbound and you want to turn in, then it's a little bit more of a, an adventure to get uh, in and out uh, to cross that busy road of Arapahoe Road. Um, they seem to have a nice like patio area right there. So I think during a nice warmer weather in the summertime, it'd kind of be nice because they have those garage doors that will that they can roll up. Uh, the inside uh, looked kind of modern, like kind of what you expect for a, a brewery or a microbrew place. Um, 
but it still looked awfully new. So I did ask the the waitress like how long they've been open because I thought it, they had only been open for like a month or two. But apparently they've been there for almost a whole year, and uh, that kind of surprised me. Um, I did try two of their beers uh, from Happy Hour. I tried their uh, their German Dark, which is a German Dunkel beer, and I also tried their uh, their brown beer. Um, they both had nice happiness and good flavor to them. Uh, but if I'm going to pay 5 to $7 a beer, I think I'm going to want to go more with uh, a brown beer that I like, with like Ali's Brown from Avery or uh, a nice good German Dunkel beer from like actually Germany since now it seems like microbrews and uh, and imports and uh and stuff like Coors Light are all cost like right around nine ten dollars a six pack. So uh, there's not really a big deal anymore uh, to like uh, the separation between domestic beers and like a good like a decent uh, European beer. So um, as far as these microbrews are concerned, I don't think they're anything special to write home about. So that really doesn't make it a destination point for me to go there to try their beer. Um. Now, the uh, food that I had, <clears throat> I had the uh, Bonfire Burger, which had uh, ghost pepper cheddar cheese. And it's a little bit spicy. It's uh, definitely on the on the realm of my spiciness. Like, uh, And it, it was like a slow burn, too, because like I was like almost done with my burger before it actually got started to get like too hot for me <laughs> or too spicy for me. But by that time, I only had like two or three more bites left. So like, I was like, I was okay to finish up my burger. But it had nice flavor. The one thing I, I would say, though, because it, it had a arugula, had tomato, the uh, ghost pepper cheddar, uh, and I forget what else it had on there, but it didn't have any other condiments. It didn't have, like, any any uh, ketchup, didn't have any mustard or anything like that. So they were going purely off the uh, flavor profile of the meat and probably, like, the butter that they used to toast the buns and all the other uh, ingredients, which is fine, but honestly... I think it tasted better with a little bit of like ketchup and a little bit of mustard. Uh, it did. I, I don't think it really hid any of the other extra flavors. I just think those kind of like help highlight it a little bit more. Uh, unless you drown it, which I didn't try to drown it, but like mustard goes a long way. But the amount of mustard they gave me it seemed like they were to drown my burger or something. But uh, any case, the burger tasted great. I did like it. Uh, if I did happen to find myself there again, I probably would order that burger because it was actually very tasty. Their fries were good. They had the beer battered fries. And um, yeah, I'd say the food overall for me tasted good. I enjoyed it. I'll give the food like an eight. I'll give the atmosphere. When I first got there at four o'clock, at like four thirty, there's like nobody there. But that was still kind of early. But I think they purposely like do their happy hour from like I think it's like two to two to four. Or no, two to five, I think it is. And uh, like I said, there was like nobody there at four thirty. Everyone didn't show up until after five o'clock. So it's almost like their happy hour doesn't really matter. And uh, I think that's kind of a shame because I think they might be able to get more people there during happy hour time. But in any case, um, the atmosphere, I'm going to give that like I think there's a lot of potential there. But honestly, it wasn't like super hopping or anything like that. Um, so I'm going to give that a, I'm going to give that a six. So eight for food, six for that. Uh, the wait staff, um, 
don't, she was kind enough and she te- she checked up on me while I was waiting for Jesse to show Spooky up at the traffic. <laughs> to show up and uh so uh to hit in order for us to hit happy hour uh to, for you to get a pretzel and a, a beer um i did order that but she's like super quick to bring out the pretzel which i don't know how that that came out like lightning fast it's already ready <laughs> but your uh, yeah it was uh but your beer it took her a while to get your beer uh, to get that beer but you weren't even there so it's not like it really mattered but i did kind of keep track of that a little bit um there wasn't a whole lot of wait staff there. There's like, I think uh, a bartender, maybe two waitresses. Uh, and they weren't like super quick either. Uh, and honestly, I'm not really sure. It wasn't that she was, uh, was rude or anything like that, but she wasn't super cheery either. Uh, so I'm going to give the wait staff uh, a six. I think there's room for improvement um, there as well. Uh, the food value uh, for a burger and two beers uh, and tip. I'm paying like $37 for that. <laughs> Dude, uh, we did pay a lot for these fucking meals. Yeah. Uh, and here's what, I, here's what I'm thinking. I could go to tailgate on a Monday, pay $15, get two beers and a burger for 15 bucks. That's half the cost here. Or... I could go to the Metro Bar, um, the Metropolitan or the or the yeah the Metropolitan Bar and Grill, and get a All American burger with one pint that I, that I actually really do like, like something like Palisade on Peach tab, yeah. on tap, and pay fourteen dollars for that. So paying thirty seven dollars for these micro brews that are actually tiny, they're like less than sixteen ounces uh, that you would get from like either uh, the tailgate or. Uh, the the Metropolitan Bar and Grill. Uh, I'm gonna say the food value wasn't really worth it, and it's not a and like I said, it's not a destination place. So overall, even though I liked my burger a lot, um, I'm gonna give this place a six. Like I, I know the the eight's kind. Of, I'm throwing out the eight because that's kind of an outlier there because everything else kind of falls in that like five or six range for me and at this place. Um, would I meet? Uh, would I take a date there? Uh, probably not. Actually, no, I wouldn't because I think there's other places around that area where I would rather go. Because right, right up the street, if I'm going to pay that amount of money, I could pay like a little bit more and probably go to uh, uh, like um, Rodigio or I could even go to uh, Maggiano's. Probably I'd go to Maggiano's. Either one uh, of those places have a better chance of getting you laid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only gonna be paying probably well Rodigio not that much more. Yeah, not that much more. Maggiano's are gonna be paying a little bit more than that. Rodigio's is probably gonna be a little bit more than that. And if I'm gonna go to Rodigio's, I might as well just go straight oh yeah to Fogo de Chao because I'm gonna go to Fogo de Chao over Rodigio's any day of the week. Fogo de Chao. Yeah. Or even go to the meatball eatery that's right over there. Which oh, we haven't been to in a while. One hundred percent. So I'd go to any one of those places over this place. Or if I didn't want to go to a nicer place and I just want to kind of keep it more low-key, I would go to Torchy's Tacos that's right there. I would go anywhere but there, really. So I'm not going to go take a date there. And if I'm going to, if, like, a friend wants to meet there, I'll say, sure, I'll meet you there. But I'm like, are you sure you don't want to go, like, Torchy's Tacos or somewhere else? Because I might throw out another option and see if my friend wants to go there instead. Because, uh, like, honestly, I don't think it's really worth going to this place. Not that I'm not saying it's a bad place. I just think I can get a better deal on beer that I want and and food that, and, and other food that I like as well. Noob. 
and I think that's I think that's the downfall for this place right here. It's just that there's other too many other places around that area that I'd rather go to probably and then go to that place. Um, but uh, yeah, there, there you go. I'm not gonna not gonna meet a. I would try not to meet a friend there. I'll probably make suggestions, and I would not take a date there. Um, it's not a destination place. I don't. I don't think. I'm not sure if I'm missing any other metric there. But no, man, you got this. Okay. All right, for me, Kodiak. Brewery Bar and Grill. I don't think you're wrong in any of the aspects. So for me, showed up a little bit late. Rooking traffic. It's F-O-O-K, like you're forking something. Um, HH Pretzels, how it shows up on the receipt. $8. It was okay. It had been sitting around because I was late. I'm not going to knock that one because I don't know. But what I can tell you is the cheese that came with the pretzel was shit. It was watered down milky cheese. Uh, I don't. I don't know what that was. Um, I asked the waitress what her recommendations were. Her favorite thing on the recipe, the menu, was the man beer pig pizza, sixteen dollars. And so I was like, "Let's do this." And I almost got a burger. Like Noah, I wish I had afterwards because this thing was a glorified Totino's pizza. It was also shit. Um, with that, I had two beers. I had uh, the Raghorn IPA and the Double Shovel IPA. I actually thought their IPAs were good. And this is what's tricky. is like for the beer, I'm giving the beer itself an eight. The food is six, though. It was a glorified Totino's pizza, a little extra cheese. Um, you saw me. Like, I didn't eat half the damn thing. Well, I ate two-thirds of it threw all the crust away the one thing i will say is it was like they took a, a totino's and put this delicious sriracha <laughs> honey on it and that was delicious but who what? no is the answer no um service she did a nice job while i was there it was a pretty solid seven except for the fact that she recommended shit for me to eat um location is the struggle um much like the atmosphere the atmosphere wasn't terrible i think it'd be great in the summer a seven but the location is definitely only a six because that the parking lot and location matters a ton and i'm not saying don't go to this place at all if you want to go try a good craft beer and again the ipas to me were very good do it but otherwise the location was a six the parking lot situation as you mentioned westbound arapaho road you get in you get there you get pretty quick getting out you're screwed vice versa the other way around if you're coming in from the west and you're getting in there you're having to circle circumnavigate around a bunch of stuff that's not terrible it's just not good the uh property manager managers did not do a good job and have not maintained it so that you know where you're going in the parking lot because i'm like I, I feel like this is the right way but there's no clear painting so they kind of got the shaft in my sense there ultimately value mine was a little bit more i wasn't there only for happy hour i got the pretzel and the pizza so i'm paying all, uh, just a hair under 50 bucks for beers pretzel pizza um value to me was only a six and because of that the total was a six i'm right there with you friends no date no destination no the biggest piece with all of those is i'm not saying the beer again the ipa go try it um but man if i'm going to meet a friend or going on a date um 
Yeah, Meatball Eatery, right up the street. So many places within a short distance that I would go before there, um, especially, you know, as we continue to evolve. And this is one of the truths Snow and I have talked about recently is, you know, you go into 10 different pizza places in the matter, 10 different establishments, 10 different ownerships, 10 different companies selling one food, a pizza, in the matter of a year, you really learn what you want from an atmosphere, from environment, from service, and you don't need a ton of service with a pizza. I didn't get a ton of service. The service was in my rec, except that she recommended a shitty pizza. <laughs> um, so with that, you know, you learn more and more about yourselves. Ultimately, this place was a six. It's not a destination. But the biggest question I have no and I both got this on our receipts. And this is why we have this question is like, is this some fraud or some BS? Because we both had an extra beer put on our receipt, but as opposed to voiding it out, her reason on the receipt and it's typed out on the receipt is credit for this beer each of us didn't get, did not like beer. Well, we didn't have the beer to like. And my biggest question is, is this their way, whether it's her or the owner or someone else of uh, giving themselves free beers, they're crediting it, reducing inventory because they have to account for alcohol, uh, made me very suspicious. And because of that, like, ultimately, if there's another spot where it's like, recommend, do not recommend, don't fucking go here. That's a good point. <laughs> like, I didn't trust that. I, I felt like that was some weird stuff and so uh seems like much, some shady shit yeah as much as i would say if you like a good ipa don't hesitate trying there it still seems shady i wouldn't go back i don't plan on going back this week's smarter challenge five Words of wisdom or life advice, lines from friends, family, coworkers. Uh, you know, I think a big one for both of us was parents and or close family relatives. And when I say family, family isn't always by blood. So with that, we were sent to get some advice. What were some words of wisdom? Um, it was also very interesting for me, and uh, we can go back and forth. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? We we do not have to tell the source of this, but we can absolutely tell the source if it is something we want to share. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> before we like totally jump into this, I'm going to say uh, I gave a, a shout out to you, and I also mentioned it in the intro, but... Thank you for doing this uh, this exercise here and giving giving me this assignment to go uh, ask five people for a piece of advice. And uh, the thing is that honestly, I did not embrace this to begin with, not because I didn't want to or anything like that. It's just like I, I think it it's was kind of weird to start. I was the same way. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm gonna call my parents for advice. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but then also at the same time, like I had like other things that was on my mind. Uh, and so it just kind of fell to the back part of my mind. And so uh, today, actually, like earlier today, I actually reached out to like a bunch of people. And here's one of the things I noticed. I'm going to tell you some of the things I noticed first. I love this. Is that I had some people, uh, and uh, wait, let me kind of 
preface this first about like what I said to them. So, yeah, that, so yeah. that way they, you know, like everyone's not like wondering like, well, what did he say to make them like respond like this? So what I had said here is, um, um, I was wondering if you have any sage advice that you would be willing to share. Uh, and what I'm asking for here is if I or someone else were to ask you to give one or two pieces of life advice, what advice would you give them? I love the way you phrase that. And um, yeah, I'm just going to say that for now because I'm imagining you had some of the same response that I did, which was like, I, I was starting to feel like people were afraid I was going to go fucking jump off a bridge. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so one of the responses was, uh, Ooh, that's a, that's a curious question. Uh, I need some time to think about this. And I had another, I'd actually had a few people who said, oh, I need to think this question over and get back to you. And so I thought that was really odd because, yeah, it's a serious question. It might be curious as well. Uh, but I'm thinking if someone's coming to you asking you for advice, how is it that you can't give them advice right there on the spot and you have to say, like, come back to me later. I need to think about this. Uh and, and, and this is not like, and I guess in my opinion, I think everybody has sage advice about life in general. And I don't think, yeah, it's a serious question, but I don't think it's one necessarily that you have to ponder over for hours or days or anything like that to uh, get a response back. Now, I could be totally wrong about that. But also, as you were mentioning, I did have a couple people also ask me, uh, they gave me their advice, and then they're like, "Hey, what's going on in your life? Are you doing okay?" Dude, literally. <laughs> so the, yes, that's why I mentioned. I'm like, dude, I'm not jumping off a bridge. Like, this isn't that. So, uh, and I'm sorry for coughing into the mic there, everyone. Um, but uh, so so I just found that like this that particular part in this exercise, I found it strange how some people were willing to give this information right away. Other people were like, mm, let me think this over. And then other people were like, hey, is there something wrong with you? So th that was kind of like, those are like the three, like the three kind of like responses I got uh, in general. And I just thought it was just kind of like a, a wide uh, array of uh, responses. And they were all kind of like, like the ones I didn't think was strange were the ones who answered me right away. The ones I thought was strange uh, were the other two. Cause I like to me, I, I guess I would figure like, I'll put it this way. If you had like, if you have a child, right? Let's say, let's say your kid's like nine or 10 years old and they come up to you or maybe they're a little bit older and they come up to you as a parent and like, Hey mom or dad, uh, what kind of advice would you give me about life? And then if you were to tell your son or daughter, hmm, that's a great question. Let me think about that. Come back to me later. I'm not really sure that gives off the right impression. Like I understand like the person who wants to think about the question, uh, thinking like they're, they're thinking about it saying like, okay, this is an important, serious question, 
But on the receiving end, the child, or even in this case, me, maybe I'm a child in my thought process here, is thinking, if I'm asking for advice, maybe there is something wrong. <laughs> Although in this case, if there isn't. <laughs> but if there was something wrong, do I really want to like wait to give this person advice? What if at that point something happens in between from the, from when they asked to when, you know, if something happened down the line? Uh, to, to, sorry, I'm going to interject no, and go on like, a I, tangent. I'm positive here because like, I like to get your... No, no. Um, that's part of the reason I brought up what I brought up is because when I was asking people myself, I got this impression that people who truly cared about me also took this stance of, man, you're asking something that I would never expect you to ask. Are you okay? And then other people who don't give a shit about me were like, ooh, there it is. Let's move on. Let's go get work done. And I found that the people who struggled to give me the advice were one of two arenas in my purview. One of them being someone who thought I had all the answers and would only give them advice, never ask for it. Or people who were truly concerned about my well-being. Yeah, I could see, I could see that point of view. But I mean, like, <laughs> don't at, jump. Yeah, don't jump, man. Don't jump. I don't know, but like I said, like, uh, like I don't want, I don't want to necessarily say like the people who gave me these uh, the advice right away or didn't question it or whatever, I uh, didn't care about me because. Uh, because I do think you need to have at least one or two in your back pocket if someone shows up and asks you that type of things. I think that's something that there, there's like, a, like you know, you and I, we have codes, right? There's there's certain things that we live by that doesn't matter if anyone comes up to me. I already know those off the top of my head anyway, so I'm, I'm willing to share those. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I, I guess maybe that's why I found it odd when people were like, let me think about this. I just think there are many people out there who don't value their own advice because they're probably, whether it's in personal life or work or both, um, and I'm going to say walked on like wildflowers, so to speak. Um, so they survive because wildflowers survive and bloom and all these other things. They pop back up even though they feel and are often trampled, but they don't understand how much they have to offer and, it's almost a gift to ask those people and let them know, hey, I value your input. Oh, that's see, here's another thing. <laughs> I've got this this response too. Was like, wow, that's uh, that's a great question, and I really appreciate you coming to me to ask me this question. Like, I didn't really expect you to ever ask me this kind of question. And they and they they felt really honored, valued, I, valued, yeah, honored or valued <laughs> that I would go to them asking this question and. That made me feel good. Yes, you should. Right? I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, I, me posing this question to you, uh, I didn't know that that would make you feel good as a person to be able to, to relay what you value and give an advice back yeah. to me. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But to your point on some of those people who, like, uh, just gave you something and, like, let's get on with it type of thing. I noticed that as well with a couple of the people I asked. And they gave me some, like, the canned stuff, like, keep it simple, stupid. Like, kiss or some of those, like, more general ones. And and I think this is where I think you find out uh, maybe it's not maybe that they don't care or anything like that. Maybe they just never really thought about it. Or, like you said, maybe they don't know that uh, – uh, they value their own uh, advice as much. Uh, but you can tell, like, some of them weren't as genuine as others. 
but I really did appreciate those who responded fairly quickly and gave a genuine answer as well. Not that I don't I didn't appreciate all of them because I appreciated all of them because anyone that took the time to even answer that question showed that they cared at least somewhat, uh, you know, maybe a lot, maybe more than others or, or whatnot. But I, I do know like some people put some thought into it, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed this uh, this exercise so much that I actually asked my the whole team that I work with in the learning and development department of uh, of the company i work at and even my supervisor she's like wow this is a really neat list that you've put together so far because i i, I showed freaking her freaking awesome I man because like, like when i <laughs> i sent out an email to all to like to the whole team saying like uh i had this assignment for my podcast that i'm supposed to ask five people for uh life advice uh, you know, to give like one, and I kind of, I, I posed that same question, or I put the same question in there that I read earlier. Yeah. And, but I sent it to an email. I go, so far, this is what I've gathered. And I like put everybody's advice I had at that time in the email, including the, my own that I, that I usually right. give to people. Should. And, uh, my supervisor's like, wow, this is really neat. I can't, I can't believe you put this together. And awesome. she gave me like three, uh, three different pieces of advice. That's and, awesome. And uh, three of my own teammates on my team gave advice too. So I thought it was really cool uh, that some of them like really jumped on board and wanted to share their advice as well. And they all knew that I was going to be sharing it on the podcast. So I thought that was kind of cool of them great. to do that. Yeah. Um, so. I honestly thank you that uh, you had me do this exercise. And like I said, once I got into it, I got into it because I got like three <laughs> pages. Got <laughs> I got three pages of advice here, life advice from everybody. And so uh, what I said I would do to those who did decide to participate in giving me these yeah. life advice is that I told them I would compile everybody's advice that, that they gave me, put it all in a word doc for them. And if they wanted it, I would share the advice of, uh, of what everybody gave me to all of them. So that way, not only does it benefit me, but it could benefit everybody else as well. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And I apologize. There's probably like one or two people who probably already sent a message that probably are not on this list tonight. And I'm also going to apologize because just of time-wise, I may not be able to share everybody's advice that I have on this sheet of paper either. Uh, are these three sheets of paper? We'll do what we can. All right. So that's that's uh, that. I want to preface all that before we jumped in. All right. I don't know if there's anything you want to say. No, no, I, I agree. Um, I think it's great. I think it's interesting for me because in my work, maybe it's my pretension. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's just how I handle myself. I hope it's not pretension, by the way. <laughs> but um, there were a lot of people, and most of mine was verbal. I think your way was far more successful. I love what you did, Noah. And uh, for me, a lot of it was verbal, and a lot of people never got back to me at work. But a lot of them are also younger um, team members who level-wise or stature-wise fall uh, um, in a position that is not as high as mine. And um, I think part of the reason some of them didn't get back to me is because they were like, well, Jesse has all the answers. And I found that also very interesting because anyone who was someone who was older 
or was in a position equal to or greater than mine, had no problem giving me an answer. Um, and then my other piece was the people who cared about me and mom, I'm just going to throw this out there. She's like, I need more time. And she gave me a ton, but she's like, I need more time. And I'm going to take all of her answers and like literally write them down and save them for myself and share them with people, much like you said, um, because I think that that's important. And I think it's real and genuine. And one of the pieces she said, and I'll try to manage our time. <laughs> well, I think if we go longer, we go longer. We go longer. Um, I think this is an important topic. I think uh, one of the things that I loved about her comment was she's like, my dad. So this is my mom's dad, my grandpa, used to share so much with her as far as these words of wisdom or lines or quotes, as a lot of them come from books or other things. And she's like, I, I need more time to compile this. I have a book of these, but I can't find it right now. And so oh, that's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to it because when I thought about it and she's, she mentioned her father, I thought, okay, my dad had a lot of these things, but my dad taught me more about how to build a goddamn house, how to wire electrical, how to uh, build a frame for a home, uh, do drywall, do insulation, do a lot of other things. But it was always my mom who was the one who was like, and she did say these things throughout my entire life. This is something my dad said to me. And when she made that comment, I was like, this is beautiful to me because I want this and then I want to share with my kids before it's too late. That's awesome because, yeah, I mean, you definitely want, like, I think any of this, all, all in any of, all this advice you want to share with your kids, with everybody. And, you know, I actually, as I was, like, getting all these, like, I didn't, like, I honestly, I didn't expect this many people to reply back to me. But as they started replying back to me, I'm starting to think, like, what if all of a sudden, like, Jesse and I just compile these all together and make a book out of it? Dude, and I think that we need to do a piece. We will, in some way or shape or form, do a piece of that. And um, give credit where credit is due. And if we don't, we apologize. That's not intentional. We appreciate the advice. And you can share that with us and we'll make amends for future editions or whatever. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's been fun for me too. Yeah. And one more note here real quick. If you are listening at this part, and hopefully you are, uh, as a lot of you who probably follow us and have noticed that like, uh, I'm like, we, like I'm, it's me. It's all me. I'm not, but it's all me, but I'm really far behind on doing editing and stuff like that and getting all these episodes out. But I am going to get this episode out this week on Thursday or Friday and then, and then start the backlog of the other ones as well. So the, the, uh, issues, uh, are going to be a little bit off, uh, and on YouTube and stuff, uh, but I wanted to, the reason why I want to definitely get this one out Thursday or Friday of this week is because I'm starting to get people ask me when you guys going to post this one. Yes. So I, I I am not going to put this one on the back burner right. until like the normal time frame in order. So I'm going to do it right away, and then I'll, then I'll go back and get everyone else caught up, all the other ones. So just want to get that out of the way, just because I just I wasn't not paying attention to what you're saying. I was just answering these people. No, no, no. You're good. I I appreciate that. I think that's great. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? <sighs> Yeah, go ahead, go first. I'll go first. I think you have more than I do. So we'll do one for me, three for you until we're like down to the, the end, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, so for the first one, and um, this one's interesting. 
Because uh, I'm going to start with one from my dad. He would be totally comfortable with me sharing that. And also my mom, as far as who shared certain things. But for my dad, I have one in particular. And that's the only one I have right now from him. And it was precious because I think it implies, it's not necessarily 100% applicable to me as I have faced yet. But it may be in the future, but it's absolutely ap- applicable to other people in his life. And his his comment, his uh, piece of advice was to consider that in life, as we go through so much of it, um, so much of life, our own, is contradiction. And the biggest thing is to consider and to watch out for the fact that we're contradicting our own life in the essence that we'll tell someone else, so my father telling, I imagine my sisters, uh, but maybe me and I just haven't figured it out yet, we'll tell someone else to do one thing and then do something else. And I love this because this is, uh, as I've mentioned, I think we do all learn things from our parents or those who help raise us, um, hypocrisy is my biggest pet peeve and he's talking about that in a very different tone but he's talking about contradiction and i'm like i fucking hate people who say one thing and do another so i loved the fact that he brought that up that's a good one all right so i think the first one i'm going to start with is one of my uh one of my students Nice. I love uh, that, uh, by the way. <laughs> make sure I have. I thought I have it on here, but maybe I don't. Did I put it on here? If not, just pencil it in. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here it is. Former student. Uh, I call her Miss Williams. Uh, so, Miss Williams knows that this was for the podcast as well. Just a little bit of backstory on her. She was in a really bad accident, a car accident. Uh, and, uh, I'm not sure if she has a glass eye or whatever, but you could tell like uh, she's actually clinically or legally dead for over 20 plus minutes. And so really uh, in theory, she should not be alive today because they usually say if it's more than like a certain time frame, then a person will not be be able to be resuscitated. But uh, she was able to come back. And I think I told you a little bit about her before. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I was tutoring her and stuff like that. Yeah, you've talked. And uh, so this is, uh, so she was legally dead. She's come back to life. Uh, and uh, this was hers. It says that never lose sight of the Lord in the path he has set for you. And no matter what you go through in life, there is a purpose for it. There's always purpose for the pain that you endure and go through. So don't give up. I love that. And because of what she went through, that has so much meaning there, and I, I figured like I have to share that one. There, like, uh, you just can't imagine what she's gone through because like, like she was probably really beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not she probably she was really beautiful before, and you can just tell like this car accident. Uh, she had to go through a lot of like uh, plastic surgeries probably, and uh, and uh, she obviously she lost an eye, so I think she has like a glass eye there. Uh, but but she had to go through a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. She's not even done done with it all either. 
and uh, she lost part of her, uh, part of her uh, I guess, brain power, if you will. So she struggles uh, with learning right now. Um, but she passed her uh, her in class exam for uh, the Colorado license uh, licensing. So it's it's been a pleasure to work with her and just seeing like how positive she is and how much she really cares about life. I like that. Just that was a really powerful. Uh, piece of life advice for me you have talked about her and i know it was impactful when you talked about her before that's uh beautiful that's amazing uh mostly because she's actually done it yeah uh Another one here I'm going to mention is my uh, from my friend Ben out in California. Yes, you know him. I do. <laughs> at, least, uh, at least on on the podcast. At least on the podcast. <laughs> so Ben gave me uh, a few of them here. He gave me six of them. But I'm going to re- only read a. a I might as well read. All I six. read all six. Do it. All right, number one. <laughs> learn how learn how to learn well on all sorts of subjects, like our col- uh, colonists' fathers and all those before them. 1B, take jobs that aren't about money, but where you learn skills and habits. Ooh, I like that. Cultivate healthy wonder about the complex world all around us. 2B, let this act of wonder drive you to more consistent gratitude, which you express to God and others. 3, find the treasures inside other people and draw it it out of them. 4, be selective about friends, even family members sometimes. Create boundaries with, uh, with difficult or negative people. Attempt to drive them to change through exercising their own gifts before and after establishing those boundaries. Five, have a pet you love and care for. And number six, develop goals and visions of some enterprising venture, business, organization of education, aid, and support, or whatever it is, Refine and keep those goals alive in your mind and seek to accomplish them over time to serve the needs of a better community, culture, and world. I think some of those are really good. Uh, I mean, they're all really good, but like some of them like hit closer to home for me than others. Uh, I definitely like the whole uh, uh, learn to learn uh, well on all sorts of subjects. I mean, that's part of what like smart challenges is all about. Agreed. Um, and then we said we're doing a uh, third for me here. Yes. All right. So I'm going to go with Derek Chambers. Uh, he's another friend of mine I uh, that I know from Primerica and, and uh, when I was building a business uh, yeah. alongside him. Uh, one here is uh, decide who you want to be and, and be willing to do whatever it takes to become that person. That's so, great. Yeah, isn't that? So decide who you want to be and then do whatever it takes to be that person. Uh, always believe in you even when no one else does and then be willing to make the difficult decisions because only making the easy ones will create a difficult life. So I thought those were all pretty good from him as well. Well, that's amazing. All right. Well, uh, much like you, I want to go ahead and mention the next person with a couple of these pieces of advice. Um, and I'll go to my ex, Marissa, and her too, um, that I want to share. And then later in the show, I'll go back to my mom. All right. Um, only because mom's got so many of it. Uh, it's going to be fun. But Marissa's biggest piece was, it's simple, 
but it's not. Listen, most people think they are listening while they are simply waiting to talk. So they're just waiting for you to finish, but they're not actually listening. And the second one, if you don't have anything to say in a meeting or a setting or a situation, don't talk. However, if you do have something to say, make it a point. In other words, if you have a voice, you have something that needs to be communicated, communicate. Don't just talk if you don't need to talk. I like those. I really like those a lot because a lot of times in meetings, I won't say anything unless I really have to say something, and that's when I'll that's when I'll talk. And that's the point. Yeah, and you know, here's another <laughs> thing I've learned too that kind of goes. I think that's in line or in step with that is that. Uh, and I, I don't know how the quote really goes or, or where I read it or heard it from, but they usually say that those who don't speak very often uh, are usually uh, the smarter people in the room uh, because they don't have to uh, express or share their knowledge, uh, whereas those who probably have less knowledge are the ones who are speaking a lot. And I, I like I said, I don't know exactly how that exact quote goes or whatever, but... Uh, but I think that's kind of like in the same in the same realm there. Um, slightly off of what you were just saying, the quote I am very familiar familiar with is "Those who say the least hear the most." That is very true. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, going along with what you're saying there, uh, my next quote here is from Karen. Um, she's actually a supervisor at a play at the company at the, uh, corporation where I work at. However, she was never my supervisor. We were actually working on a project together. And, uh, um, so one of the things she said to me here, and I think, uh, I think this is really great advice. And I wish I would have asked you this advice a long time ago. I uh, like when we first met and stuff like that, uh, because I think it kind of falls in line with what you're saying there is, uh, Think before you speak, be kind, give people grace. It's hard to take back ill-spoken words. Uh, you can say anything to a person, uh, but it is important that you say it constructively because people aren't perfect and they will make mistakes. And I think that's uh, very true because I think a lot of times when uh, someone makes a mistake or it's easy to criticize somebody, but then, or even in the heat of the moment, you might say something that you don't mean. Uh, and then after you said it, you can't put it back in the jar. And then that, that's when it becomes hard to, to recover from that. Um, so Brian, uh, Brian, uh, he's a coworker of mine. Uh, says that if you're at a crossroads, um, take the choice that scares you the most. Don't take the easy route. Doing the hard leads to greater success and makes others impossible doable, not only for you, but for them later on. So I thought that was pretty, pretty powerful as well. And the third one here uh, is from Amy. She's uh, someone I used to work with uh, in the learning and development department uh, here at my current uh, corporation is that life is too short to allow toxic people to remain in your life. She said that one served her really well 
in her life. And, that, and I can see how that would be uh, a very positive one as well. All right. Well, let me jump into um, a couple of mine before I get to my mom's. Um, here are a couple others I had from coworkers, and one of them, I think we've all heard this and it's true. One of them was just be honest. And this is interesting though, is the way they perceived it is in while being honest, it's better to hurt someone's feelings than to hurt your self-respect and their potential future. Another one is um, on time is late. It's from one of my peers. I don't disagree with that as far as her perspective, but my my contradiction is when someone leaves early, it doesn't matter if they're on time or early. They didn't stay till the finish. And then I'm going to save that one for last. Uh, I'm going to go to those two, and then we'll go to a couple of yours, and then I'll go to my mom's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to kind of jump on, on board with the one that you just said, uh, be uh, to be honest. So this is from Jim. Uh, he says, uh, "This is one of my cousins. I don't know if it's their fiance, boyfriend, husband, whatever. They're together. I just put Joe's bow. <laughs> Joe's bow. Hey, come on a Scott shower. We'll have some fun. Let us know what you like. We'll plan ahead. So here I put. Uh, he said, uh, "To be honest, it may cost you friends or even a relationship." But then if it does, was it really a relationship or a friendship? That's interesting. I like that. So, and I think that kind of falls in line. Being honest, honest is yeah. tough, dude. Being it honest, really is. it is. Um, and then you got uh, my mom's, which kind of falls in the same area, I guess, with uh, being honest and stuff, is that uh, keep your promises and don't gossip. Simple, but very, you know, very much to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to go with my second mom, which is Brian's mom. <laughs> so here uh, she said, uh, don't be afraid to say you're sorry. An apology is a sign of strength, not weakness. I 100% agree with that. Right? Just own it. Hey, I, I, I was like, how I'll do it is literally I'm like, hey, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Here's where it's at. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it is, and you know the thing here, too? You own it. That's strength. Once you own it. Right, no one else can. No one else can put that against you. Yeah. So you take the, all that power away from them, and you put it back into yourself. Because if you own it, say, "Hey, I'm sorry, I screwed up. That was my fault." One hundred percent agree with that. And then at that point, you've owned it. You've taken it back. You're showing that sign of strength because now, no matter what they say, you're like, "I already said I'm sorry. I already owned it. I already owned it. What else can I do to make it better for you?" Mm -hmm. Um. So I'll do that one from her. She she had a, a few more, uh, and I'll jump down to Brian here since he's not here to say yeah. anything for himself. But he uh, he put in here. Uh, I believe in karma. Me uh, too. So when you are kind and do nice things, then kindness and positivity 
will come back to you. I actually 100% agree with that. Yeah, and, I, and it doesn't matter if it's karma or whatever, but I do believe like if you're kind and you do positive things, that that will, in return, will come back to you. So uh, whether you call it karma or whatever, yeah, I totally agree with Brian on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to do one more? Or do you want yeah, me- do one more, and then I'll run through a couple. Okay. Uh, this is uh, from Torin. He's one of my team members I currently work with. Uh, we started at the same time. So we went through the same boot camp and we were both hired at the same time. Um, uh, he says here, eternity is now. When else would it be? From your first to your last, you are breathing all the while. So what is the quality of your breath? Use that question as a guide towards realizing the good life. It's a pretty deep uh, thought here because he's he's basically talking about like every breath you take uh what kind of quality is that breath and are you using it to like better your life yeah it's in the way of saying like every step you take yeah has an impact and, and that's at least that's why i interpreted it yeah that's good all right i'll jump into a couple more here okay um here's one from my mom, but also for my grandpa. Don't start a fight. You can't finish. Don't leave an enemy that might come back after you or your family. I love that quote. You told me that quote a long time ago. So fucking true. Yeah. That's such, that is such sage (laughs) advice right there. If you're going to start something, make sure you finish it. Exactly. And finish it to the point where they're never going to come back. Exactly. Like don't leave don't get rear-ended. <laughs> <laughs> Just obliterate the person so like they'll never want to come. Right. Um, and this is an interesting one, and no one and I talked about this while we were at dinner, and that is almost isn't good enough. And the point here being is it's not necessarily you're to yourself or someone else telling this to you. However, it was mom, my mom educating me based on something her dad had told her. And at the end of the day, if you yourself are saying, ah, man, I almost did it. So what does that mean? I almost, if you're a Formula One racer, your whole goal was to win the championship. I almost won the championship. Almost wasn't good enough. What, what are you doing? Um, well, I, I almost made it to work on time. So now I'm going to get fired. Almost is a big goddamn deal then, right? Um, it's just this whole piece of like, I almost felt great. And this is the simple version is all I had to do was take one extra step or one and run one extra mile or work out one extra time this month. And I would have felt great. Your whole this why almost isn't good enough is the accountability piece is because you're holding yourself accountable. What can you, could you, should you do to make almost not the option to make it? I was good enough, and that's that's why I love that one. That one's phenomenal. I like that when you told me that one tonight at dinner. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go through a couple more coworkers so I can pretty much hit everybody here. I'm going to say all of what they put here, just a couple of them. Charlotte, she's one of my old bosses, uh, and uh, she put, uh, count on yourself. 
which translate into investing in yourself, taking care of yourself, and not allowing others to limit you. I think that the way she phrased that is great because, like, really the most important thing you can ever do is invest in yourself because if you invest in yourself, that means you're educating yourself, you're growing, you're getting better, and no one can take that away from you. People can take away your money. People can take away your, your, your things. But if you invest in yourself to get better, they won't be able to take away that from your mind. And so I thought that was pretty impressive there from her. Uh. Keisha, uh, I told you this one. I, I'm not sure if she's being serious or not here, but she put no is not a complete sentence. And, and I think there's a lot of reality to that too. I mean, there's like, uh, you know, someone says, you, if you say no, like no to what? Like why not no? You know, I think there's, you need to expound upon no. Uh, but she, I think her more serious one would here was uh, do what makes sense to you. It doesn't have to be what has already been done. Which I think is, is very true. Like, do if it makes sense to you and no one's done it before, you be the path maker and you make it, you get it done. So I thought that was pretty awesome. All right, so I have to I have to talk about my supervisor because I mentioned her earlier. Because oh I yeah, do email. it. Uh, she put here feedback is simply input. Choose what uh, resonates with you and let uh, let the rest go. Uh, never waste a crisis. Uh, when things go wrong, see it as a chance to make adjustments, embrace the difficulties as opportunities for growth. Some of the toughest challenges have led to the most significant personal growth. I agree with that. I've had to do that myself where my boss is giving me feedback and I took it so personal that it took me days to get over. And at the end, though, I was like, Jesse, let this shit go. Your boss is trying to help you. Yeah. Free yourself and move on. <laughs> I think this is another good one here, especially if you ever mentored somebody mm. or if you ever been a supervisor or a boss. Um, the best predictor of future behavior is is uh, past behavior. Do not invest time in individuals whose actions don't align with your well-being. I agree with don't invest in those actions that don't align with your well-being. My struggle is... The other piece and whether or not you can adjust there because if there's a lazy POS, point of sale, <laughs> um, if they're just a lazy POS, then you can't change it. But if they have no passion for what they're currently doing, we can bring passion. That's the one variance there. I love it, though. It's right. It is. Uh, I'm not sure how much more you got, but I still got a few more. So do you mind if I do a couple Go more? Go for a few more, man. All right, Sarah, another person who I work with and on my current team is uh, in a world of evil and darkness around every corner, be a light. If you I can provide that. a glimmer of hope to someone, you're making a world of difference in that person's life. My life's purpose is to show God's love in my actions and in my words. So I thought that was a pretty good one there um, as well from her. And then Chris... He's uh, kind of like the uh, regional uh, director for all the Primerica pre-licensing instructors. Nice. So he's, his was stay above the minutiae. I would agree with that. Yeah, so do I. Don't get embedded in the stuff that doesn't matter. Exactly. And then another one of the uh, Primerica pre-licensing trainers 
Uh, his is, uh, it's not one size fits all. Be yourself and don't follow trends. So I thought that was pretty decent uh, as well. I liked it a lot. And then the last one I'm going to uh, do on this set here is going to be from my cousin Cherie. Oh, nice. Uh, live like you have only one breath left. Live like your partner is about to die and work like you're about to lose your job. What is life without purpose? I struggle with the first three, but I agree with what is life without purpose. <laughs> like, like it's kind of like a, and she even mentioned it in her text to me. She's like, it's a little bit of a negative take on it. But I think if you kind of like look at it, like if you live life, like uh, it's your last breath. And that's the point is if you're living like. Yeah. You, then, you, then you're going to put the best, you're going to put as much passion into life as you possibly can. Cause you didn't know it's your last breath. And if you love your partner like they're about to die, then they'll know like you're going to be caring for them as much as you possibly can. And you're not going to worry about the little things, I think, there. Uh, and once again, these are just my interpretations from what she said to me. The only part she said is like, she's, uh, she was like, I know this is kind of a negative take. And then work like you're about to lose your job. This one I have a hard time about because like if you're about to lose your job, uh, then you're going to probably lose your job. But you want to keep it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> here I think. Uh, no, like, I, I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> here I think what you should do <laughs> is. Uh, Go find another fucking job. <laughs> instead of like uh, work like uh, <laughs> work like you're about to lose your job. Uh, do, do the amount of work for the job that you want to have. And then th that will. Uh, that will follow up to you to get to where you want to go. Basically, like if you're if you're an employee but you want to be a supervisor, work like you're the supervisor, and you will become the supervisor. I I do I agree with what you said, but I also well, I was honest. Like I struggle with how that started. <laughs> that was, but uh, I think Cherie was being honest in her yeah. own perspective, and I love that. Yeah, so do I. Okay, how many more do you have so we can like? Calculate back and forth. One, two. I have two more, and then I have my own. Okay, shit. So I've got more than you. So let me oh, okay. run through a couple. We okay. got we got sideways. I mean, I, technically, I have like a lot more. Right, Ten more. -ish. I have like three plus me. But if I needed to, I could pull more because like people. No, no, multiples. no, no, no. You're we'll good. I have four total left. Four total left. Okay, so um, as I'm going through, let me double check. Um. One, this was up here. This is, we've all heard this in one form, shape, or another. Don't live in regret. Regret. So, in other words, Not don't bury letter. yourself. <laughs> don't bury yourself in the shit you failed on. Move forward. And I actually do agree with that. My dad, I struggle with that one sometimes, as you know. <laughs> I know. My dad, he did have one other one, and his was, I wish I would have quit drinking and smoking earlier in life. And I think that's interesting because his whole thing is based on money at this time, not even his health. Um, here was one for me, and I'll throw this out now. Because you're going to go through yours, but mine's very simple. Uh, but it falls 100% in line with something we shared at dinner. And to me, always for the last 20 years plus, time is our most precious gift. 
Um, the other one that Marissa shared with me is trust but verify an old Reagan uh, quote. My mom had a bunch and she had more and she will have more. She's got a book ready for me by the time this show's aired, most likely, but we'll go from there. Um, and her emphasis here, and I want thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. But thank you, mom. My mom's emphasis here was her dad shared so many great things with her that she hasn't forgotten until she was put on the spot. And I, we've all been there. Um, but she gave me a handful. And I'm going to run through them as quickly as possible here. Number one, remember, if you are going to do something, do it right. Don't half-ass. Um, another one being, and this is a quote from literature, this too shall pass. So when shit gets hard, get over it. I got that one too from someone. Did you? Honesty is the best policy. Um, Sometimes I don't know about that one. <laughs> whatever you do, do it with a good heart. I think this is important. That one's great. Yeah. Don't do it begrudgingly. So whatever you do, do with a good heart, not begrudgingly. And I think she raised me that way. And that's why I, I at work, I live in a sense where people are always like, how are you always so possible positive? And I'm like, that's my quote. Like my mom taught me, if you're going to do something, don't do it in the negative, do it in the positive. Here's a quick tangent to my boss. Um, uh, Marissa's was trust, but verify my boss's Alma is trust, but ver validate. Um, going back to my mom, many a truth is said in jest. So understand when someone's joking with you, they're not fucking joking. <laughs> it's that simple. When they're trying to like share something with you and they're knocking your door a little bit, but they're also laughing, realize they're probably not jesting. He expects nothing. This is some this is something so goddamn great. This is probably the most impactful in my current life. Um, he who expects nothing shall not be disappointed. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Oh, my God. Like, if you're doing your own business and you're not expecting anyone else to give you gifts, Christmas is literally right around the corner, um, then you're not going to be sad. I love that. Yeah. Um, sometimes with people... East is east and west is west, and never the truth or train shall meet. So in other words, you're going to find out in life, you're going to meet people who will never agree with you, get over it, another truth. It is not he who... Um, it is not he who has little that is poor. This is actually of all of the ones that we're sharing right now. This is uh, the second. Uh, I'll share my other most impactful last. But it is not he who has little who is poor, 
but he who wants more. And I think that that can be perceived in so many different ways. Um that it can be overcome. The other one for my boss, Alma, slow down and speed up. That's also another truth. Uh, one that I like to joke about. This is when the mentor becomes the manatee. Well, really, it's the mentee. Any mentor that is great also learns they can learn from their m mentee. Um, I'm going to save my last one for last. Um... Actually, one more before that. Uh, this was from an old friend. Not an old friend. A great friend. Um, don't dismiss another one's feelings. So in other words, when you make someone feel like their feelings, not just their actions, but their feelings were dismissed, didn't matter, that is shitty. And I agree with that. Um, she shared that with me um, a long time ago. I don't think, yeah. We'll go from there. I'll let you wrap yours up, and then I'll share my last one, then we'll be okay. done. All right, so my friend Holly, she's the friend out in Arizona that mm. I visited and hung out with. Had some delicious um, food with. Yeah, we went uh, <laughs> to that to olive place, which was great, uh, and the empanada place. That was empanada awesome. place. That's my point. <laughs> she said, uh, "Don't wait for the perfect opportunity. Take action, even when it isn't what you envisioned." So I thought that was pretty decent there. Uh, Camille, um, you always, you can always make a a comeback. And she's a, uh, another trainer that I worked with. So you can always make a comeback, which I think is true. Like, no matter, like, where you're at in life, you can always pick yourself up and, uh, and make a comeback in something new if you wanted to. Uh, Jeanette, she is uh, a, a Primerica pre-licensing trainer that I had to, like, help train this uh, past weekend. And she, is, she stays here. Stay firm in your faith. Uh, Joshua one six. God has told has told us uh, what His promises are. We just uh, we just too often feel like it's not what we want, and it's not fast enough. So we play uh, so so we play God and forget to be obedient <laughs> and do our part to receive our blessings. I like that. Yeah. Um, complicated, but yeah, <laughs> it's like scripture. <laughs> yeah, it is like scripture. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to finish. I know I have a couple more from some other people. but No, no, finish them all. I've only got, like, one quick line. Like, do you whatever. You want me, like, I got, like, two or three more from everybody. So I'm just going to. Do gonna, it. Do it. Um, like, give them their credit if you need to. Dude, um, our time's okay. It, we're running a little long. It doesn't matter. All right. Uh, Brian Jarowski, uh, one of the coworkers. I'll go back to him. Turn off the social. Uh, turn off the social media. Meet people in person. Read more books than web pages. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also a very important one. Karen, uh, be bold and take educated chances with your career. Don't sit on the sidelines, afraid to move to a new opportunity or a different direction. Nice. Uh, Sarah, to love is to give. 
whether it is to give your time to others or by way of donation, we show love by giving. I have always been taught to be generous. Nothing in this world is truly ours, and we can't take with us when we pass on. So why not help others even when we feel like we have nothing to give? I like that. And then, let's see, Brian's mom, Kathy. Yes. Uh, try to be kind to everyone you encounter as you never know what is going on in someone else's life. Uh, we have many acquaintances, but as for true, true friends, very few. So cherish the ones that you have. Uh, and then another one from her is uh, be there for family. You need to help each other out. If we all did this, everyone's life would be so much easier. True. And then Brian, he had two more. Oh, I love Brian. Uh, always, be there. <laughs> always be there for friends and family. And then uh, choose to be kind. You never know how your kindness can have a positive impact on someone else's day. And they'll pay that kindness forward. And did I get everybody else there? That's what you currently have. There may be others, but that's what you currently have. Yeah. No, I'm just making sure I got everything on the list. Uh, yeah, I think I got everything on the list except for mine, so I'll finish it out with mine here. All right, so that's perfect. So on uh, mine, no. I was talking about don't... Do you oh. want me to do mine first, and then you can finish? I'm going to do one, then you do yours, then I'll finish. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so my other one, and I mentioned this very briefly, and I for, failed to mention the name, uh, don't dismiss others' feelings. That was from Beverly. Oh, okay. Now it's yours. Oh, all right, cool. I, I was wondering if it was Beverly or Sterling. Um, Sterling didn't respond, but okay, he's also just started a new job, and well, he probably he probably has a page because I imagine to him it was so impactful that I asked him that he was overwhelmed. Oh, okay. Because he always looked at me the guy to give advice, not the one to ever take it. Well. Well, good luck to him and his new adventure, and hopefully... Uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> I actually think he's going to do well. All right, so the one that I usually have in my back pocket when people ask me for advice, uh, and this is something that's been very impactful for me because uh, it took me like reading like multiple books and uh, hearing from a couple of different like speakers and then actually like putting it all together myself and so this is what it, uh, it's about time. So time is the most important asset that anyone owns. They cannot be given or buy more time. Once it's been spent, it's gone forever. So when someone chooses to spend time with you, they're giving you a part of their life that they may never get back. So once you understand that they've given you part of their life, you will realize the importance of time. And this is why I always try to thank people after they spend time with me and always try to be early when meeting others because when you are late or if you ghost someone, you are telling them that their life doesn't matter to you. Uh, and so that's one of the ones that I, uh, that I will share with others because I used to be really bad about being on time. And I didn't necessarily like ghost people, but there would be times where I'm like, yeah, I'll show up to that. But then I call up like five minutes like or 10 minutes late into the theme like yeah i'm not showing up uh and i just never really understood that piece of time where it's like uh it's an asset of a person's life that they're sharing with you 
and uh, you're basically like squandering that that gift. And uh, so it took a little while for me to learn that lesson. And now that I have learned that lesson, it's one that I have no problem sharing with others if they want to hear it. Yeah. So that's, that's it for that's you. It. That's it for me. All right, my last one. Okay. And I saved this for last. I saved on a bank. Because most of these I've heard throughout my whole life, one way or shape or form or another. I don't imagine you, even though some of these are like profound in the sense of, yeah, revisiting them is great. You're still revisiting them, right? Right. Okay, here's my only, here's my great finish. Um, and it's ultimately also a shout out. <laughs> okay. This goes to Noah. What? Goes to you, Noah. Shut up. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. Um, and it is one piece that has helped me. We talked about this just last week. And this show sounds like it's going to be out in a week. And so the previous week may take a little bit longer to get out. But regardless, one piece of advice based on a show my kids ultimately had me watching, ironically, in a weird twist, Mila, then Aiden, et cetera, then Noah, because they all fucking finished it before me or didn't finish it at all, but Noah did. And uh, it is Unleash Your Inner Harvey. Unleash Your Inner Harvey, yeah, yes. <laughs> there are quotes that don't need to mean anything to anyone else that can be all truistic. In other words, this is something that Noah shared with me and I fucking got it from the heartbeat. And he helped me recently understand this in some situations, in my own personal life and it fucking stuck and it meant that much. And this is my shout out to you, Noah. Thank you for that piece of advice. None of the rest of you need to understand that. You can ask me personally if you want to. But at the end of the day, it meant the world. It made a difference. And I love you for it. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Definitely unleash your inner Harvey, man. You had to do it that day, too. Sorry. (laughs) Those days, that day in particular, yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I sincerely mean that. Oh, you're you're welcome, man. I sincerely meant it when I sent it to you too. I know you did, <laughs> and that's why it's so impactful. Is because sometimes it's like my mom's advice. She was so impactful in every piece. She's trying to make such a big deal. She's like, "I'm gonna have to write you a book and give it to you." Yeah, and the thing is, like with that, like <laughs> it's it's great because you made that you said that quote right there. Uh, or that, or that, but it's based off of a show that we watched. And it really, if you don't know that show and you don't know anything behind it, it that that really that advice it means nothing. That advice really means nothing to anybody else oh. except for you. It's uh, something that is between us, and it means the world to me. And because I went in walking like that, and I didn't want to have to be that, and it was. I was far easier, like, compassed <laughs> by the situation. But I was ready because of your comment. I love you for it. Well, thank you. That, that's great. Uh, that's awesome. I'm sorry. You just got, you, you kind of made me speechless right there. So, uh, I can never, uh, in other, any other way, express my gratitude. No amount of money or anything else tells you how much that 
support meant to me. That's awesome. All right. I guess next week's we're done, right? Yes. Okay. So next week's topic or smarter challenge, I should say, is do something you would not normally do. For instance, go a few days without your cell phone or ride your bike to work or no posting or using social media, whatever it is. So something that you know that you like something that you normally would do, don't do that and do something different. I, I think it's more of a, if you will, it's more of like a throwback to what it was before some technology came out. Uh, and she was trying to get back to maybe get back to nature, get back to a little bit of some old ways or whatever it is. So for something like, for somebody like me, it'll probably be no social media. <laughs> so, I don't know that I can go a couple of these out text because of my job. So mine might be similar. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I was about to say, I was going to go without my cell phone, but then I remember, then I remember I've been in the middle of a, uh, of a week where I'm doing a pre-licensing class. <laughs> so I'm going to have like students texting me throughout the week. So you're like, I, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and they're all going to be like, you said to text you that you get back to us within a certain time frame. I'm like, yeah, I just made the decision not to use my cell phone this week. <laughs> That'd be pretty bad on my part. So it may have to be something like uh, not using social media for me or or something else, uh, reading a book, which I don't really like. Reading a physical book, I should say. It's been a while since I actually read a physical book. A lot of the books I've been reading have been either on the iPad or digital format or something like that. So maybe actually picking up an actual real-life physical book and reading it, uh, which actually would kill two birds with one stone. I'm not using any digital format, and I'm not watching TV. So uh, And I'm exercising my brain, so like that's triple right there. So... Uh, I know you read still quite often, so but whatever your choice is, I'm still in the middle of Dracula. I know every time, but I love rereading books because every time I read, I'm like, God damn! So five years ago, this book meant so much <laughs> less or more. But I figured that'd be something kind of fun to do uh, and try to you know maybe go back a little bit, a little bit ways. Uh, as far as the uh, scotch, I haven't oh, picked that up. No, next oh. week's scotch is the Glenfiddich oh. 21. Okay, I guess we're doing the Glenfiddich 20, uh, 21, Grand Reserva. Grand Reserva. So next week's scotch is already decided. Um, I love the topic. I haven't figured out what I'm not going to do for a while. Just for a couple okay. days. It could be one day, two days. Just something that kind of like breaks the breaks the monotony of what you normally would do. Not drink. A beer for three days. <laughs> I guess you can do that. God damn, I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get there, but we'll make a difference. But other, other than that, um, as we wrap up this long show, we do love you guys as our viewers. Remember, life is great. That doesn't always need, mean it's going to be easy. Uh, so uh, thank you to all the people who watch us on YouTube and Rumble. We greatly appreciate all of you. Thank you to all the listeners on the many different uh, podcast platforms. Thank uh, We appreciate you as well. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, and leave some comments down below. And Jesse will close us out. All right. Remember, again, one last time, do not drink and drive. Please drink responsibly. Uh, and until this next episode, Scotchman! Cheers. Cheers.
We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, if you have not done so already, please become a patron member with memberships starting as low as $1 a month. Thank you, and hopefully you have a wonderful evening.